Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets the chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, it's the offseason for the Washington Wizards, and of course, there is rumors all over the place. They're swirling around on the Twitterverse. Let's talk about free agency targets. Let's talk about Scott Brooks, Russell Westbrook, and Bradley Bill. Right now, let's get it. All right, guys, on this podcast, we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to start uh, with some of the free agency rumors that I'm hearing. Look, first I want to talk about, let's talk about the free agency rumor about DeMar DeRozan. Guys, I think that that's highly unlikely. In fact, I think it's like not even worth us thinking it could happen. The Washington Wizards are already over the salary cap as it is. If they sign DeMar DeRozan, I think they can offer him like $9.8 million. Guys, DeMar DeRozan is worth like $20 million. So I just don't think... I, I, he's getting at least 20 to $22 million. So I just don't think that it's even possible at all. And that's not to mention like that. I don't know. For me, I don't know if there's someone who's... If I had to choose, it would not be DeRozan to be beside Russell Westbrook. He's a Historically, he's actually a worse three-point shooter than Russell Westbrook and DeMar DeRozan. I'm not saying DeMar DeRozan isn't a, a great scorer. I'm not saying that he's not elusive and can get to the rim and get to his spots. This is not DeRozan's slander. I just really don't believe he's going to fit seamlessly next to Russell Westbrook. And I don't mean right away. I just, I don't think that fits. You'll have two inconsistent three-point shooters in the backcourt together who shoot a ton of mid-range shots. I, I just, it that'll shrink the floor spacing, not to mention it'll actually make the defense worse. And we need three and D wings. If I had to choose, I would choose adding three and D wings to go around Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill over a DeRozan or Kristaps Porzingis. And that's just that's just my opinion. And I I know other people have a different opinion. They're just like, hey, if you can get three stars together, you can th- you get three stars together, then you go from there. Kristaps Porzingis doesn't make your defense better. He makes it worse. Um, and I think Kristaps Porzingis is a great talent. I mean, you can't teach 7-3 and can shoot. Um, and he is grotesquely being used incorrectly in Dallas. Look, Luca's better, so I get it, but it doesn't mean what I'm saying is not true. I get the Luca's better. I get the Luca's elite. Um, so yes, of course you're gonna run everything through Luca Doncic, but Luca Doncic is a point guard. He's not getting um, him and the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. They're not getting Kristaps um, Porzingis in the situations where he can be successful for the most part. And I get it. That's not all on those two. Kristaps Porzingis also should get in the pose. He doesn't like posting up. Like I get all of that. But I don't think DeRozan and Kristaps Porzingis gets the Wizards to a championship. Um, they're trying to build around Russell Westbrook and Beal and trying to go deep in the playoffs. Kristaps make your defense worse. Although I think Russell Westbrook is more likely to get Kristaps Porzingis in the position to be successful than Luka Doncic. Um, I just don't see it. The defense will just be worse. So I don't see it getting the Wizards to that next level. Will he make Kristaps Porzingis better than Russell Westbrook? Yes, Russell would make Kristaps Porzingis better. I do believe that. 
He's going to get him in the positions for him to be successful. He'll figure that out. Russell Westbrook, historically, uh, great players have great seasons next to him. We watched Jeremy Grant mature right before our eyes and become a very, very good uh, player uh, in the NBA. He was great in Dallas. Uh, I know the Pistons are not a good team, but Grant, Jeremy Grant is doing his thing. Um, we saw Paul George have the greatest season of his career, um, at least after injury, uh, which statistically it was his greatest season of his career, next to Russell Westbrook and OKC. James Harden had one of the, a, a great scoring season next to James Harden or next to Russell Westbrook as well. So I get it. He's going to be better next to Russell Westbrook. History says that is the case because Russell Westbrook makes you great. Kevin Durant has his MVP next to Russell Westbrook. It is what it is. I'm not making it up. That is the truth. You want to argue with it, argue with yourself. Uh, the statistics, um, they speak for itself. Christoph Porzingis will be better. But it doesn't mean it's going to get the Wizards to the next level. You, you still have to stop someone. So if I had to choose, i choose a Jeremy Grant and a Gary Trent Jr. over Christoph Porzingis or DeMar DeRozan. I mean the two of them together over one of those two solo. I choose the two 3 and D players over that and surround them around Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. That's what I would do. And then you have Denny who can do multiple tools of things. You have Rui, who can do some things on offense, but his defense has got to get better. You bring back Gafford, and you bring back Thomas Bryant. Uh, well, you know, he returns. I mean, bring back. Thomas Bryant returns uh, from injury, and hopefully he's okay. Um, that's just, that's me. I, the Christoph Porzingis thing doesn't make sense to me, and neither does the DeMar DeRozan thing makes sense to me. And that's nothing against them as players. They are both very good NBA basketball players. Let me point that out. They're both very good at basketball in the NBA. I just don't think it gets the Wizards to the next level. We're not going here to lose in the first round and the second round. You know, we've got a couple more seasons under Russell Westbrook's uh, contract, and we're trying to get to that next level with Bradley Beal before he gets his player option as well. Um, so that's how I feel. Um, I'd rather... Gary Trent Jr. I'd rather have Jeremy Grant. And I'm not saying that those are possible gifts. I think both of those players don't want to be in D.C. I'm just pointing out three and D type of players. I think Jeremy Grant, he went to Detroit because he wanted to be the man. He wanted to be the first or second option. He didn't want to just be a role player. That's why he left the well-oiled machine that is Denver and came to Detroit. Now, they were not good, but that's what he wanted. So as much as he loves Russell Westbrook, it was very clear that that's why he chose to depart from Denver. Gary Trent Jr., I think he's happy where he is. George Hill's another player I mentioned I wish we had, but I think he's happy where he is. But you've got Reggie Bullock. Let's see what he's talking about and things like that. Um, but that's how I feel. Um, now, I do want to pause here for a second, and um, we're going to talk about this Scott Brooks rumor mill that's going around right after these messages. Okay, so apparently there was a report about one Scott Brooks that he is likely to return as the Washington Wizards head coach. Um, I believe it was reported by uh, one of the reporters for the Washington Wizards uh, specifically. I think it was uh, uh, Quentin. Um, and I think that Quentin meant exactly what he said. Now, 
I know me and Quentin don't exactly get along, but I think in this one, I, I just think he meant exactly what he said, which is it's likely, which is something we've all been saying since the day the Philadelphia 76ers eliminated the Washington Wizards from the playoffs. We all said then Russell Westbrook has a great relationship with Scott Brooks on and off the court. They both gave him an endorsement. We wouldn't be surprised if Scott Brooks returned, even though that's not something a lot of us want. And I think you guys got to remember these reporters, you know, they have deadlines and mandatory things that they have to do. So it's a good story. He wrote it. And I think people are kind of taking him out of context. He didn't say it was definitive. He didn't say Starbucks has signed something. He just kind of said what we've all been saying, which is, yeah, we wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. We've all said they're going to give him the excuse that Russell Westbrook was hurt for the first, I don't know, half of the season. Thomas Bryant got injured early on. Then Denny got injured. Bertons came in out of shape. There was COVID. They had one of the biggest COVID outbreaks in the locker room. Russell Westbrook is close with him. We said that from day one of them being eliminated. And so everyone kind of freaking out on social media doesn't really make sense to me. Like, I get it. It's an emotional uh, response from especially Wizards fans that's been following Scott Brooks for five years. Um, and Westbrook fans, we know we we know all about Scott Brooks from his OKC days plus this year. So I get us an emotional response. Like, I get that. But just keep in mind, this is something we all said. He didn't say it's definitive yet. They didn't say he signed a contract, a new contract yet. Technically, the Wizards don't have a coach right now. Technically, Scott Brooks doesn't have a job right now. His contract has expired. For all we know, they could be interviewing candidates. I'm not saying they are. I don't know. I'm just pointing out. Technically, the Wizards don't have a coach. And technically, Scott Brooks doesn't have a job. His contract expired. They don't have to fire him. I keep seeing that they do not have to fire Scott Brooks because Scott Brooks is not the head coach of the Washington Wizards. And I think Quentin Mayo, I think that's his name, um, he meant exactly what he said. And I think people are kind of taking it and running with it. So I just wanted to point that out um, while we get into a question um, from one of uh, one of my uh, Twitter followers to ask a question for me for the podcast. So let's get to that. All right. So let's go forward with one of our Twitter questions. Um, so let me make sure I get his Twitter handle correctly. Fern at Russ gets a chip, please. Appreciate the question, bro. He asked me, what are my top three coaching hires for the Wizards? Guys, I know he said three, but I have two. And those two people are Becky Hammond and Sam Cassell. Look, Becky Hammond is an outstanding basketball mind. She is brilliant. Uh, she deserves to be a head coach in this league. Um, she's from the Greg Popovich tree, so she's going to teach fundamentals and defense and ball movement and things like that. Cutting and spacing. That's the kind of stuff the Washington Wizards need to take some of the pressure off of Bradley Beal and one Russell Westbrook. So I would be super ecstatic if they hire Becky Hammond. That is my first choice. I have a tweet out there where I just repeat myself, please hire Becky Hammond. Um, I think that she would be absolutely amazing. Anyone else that says otherwise, I'm not sure if they follow uh, Becky um, and all of her accomplishments alongside Greg Popovich. She's even taken over for Greg Popovich a few times. Becky Hammond is definitely the way to go. Uh, I would be super, super excited about that. Um, that is my first choice. My second choice would be Sam Cancel, uh, another defensive-minded um, uh, coach. Uh, he's a former basketball player. Sam Cancel was absolutely excellent as a player, um, and I think that he would bring a tenacity, a defensive um, um, scheme, a defensive mindset to the Washington Wizards, which they need. 
Look, we know that Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook and Rui Hachimura and Thomas Bryant, they can fill it up. They'll score a ton of points. What needs to happen is that the Washington Wizards need to bring in defensive-minded players who can also shoot respectively. And then they need a coach who can fine-tune that, who can really make them a good to great defense. That is what we need. Will you be a great defense with Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook? Maybe not. But you can be a good one if you surround them with the right pieces and you have the right coach to get it done. And I think that Becky Hamming and Sam Cancel are those two coaches. I know he said three, but I just want to say those two. Becky Hammond and Sam Cassell. That's the two coaches I would look at in that order. I think that they would both be successful uh, alongside Washington Wizards. I think Benny, Becky Hammond would also, she'd be able to develop the young players, which she has done alongside Greg Popovich over the years. So she'd be able to help develop Rui, help develop Denny, and things like that. And she would still garner the respect from Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill. She'd get both done. Both done. Something I know that Wizards fans over the years have complained about is the development of young talent. That won't be a problem alongside Becky Hammond. I think that she would get both of those things done while winning basketball games, while really fine-tuning that defense and demanding the respect the ears of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. That's what I think they need. Sam Cassell will obviously, as a former point guard, he was great. He would get all the respect from Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. And that is important, especially for Russell Westbrook, that he respects the coach uh, that is coaching him um, from a point guard standpoint. I know you guys should know that Russell Westbrook was very, very close with Mo Cheeks. They call him the Russell Westbrook whisperer. Um, so, Obviously, he would be successful as well as just his defensive mindset, I think, would be good for the Washington Wizards. Those are my two coaches. I really appreciate the question, Fern. Uh, it bounced right into my segment uh, about their coaching hire. Um, I don't think Scott Brooks is the guy. You guys know why. And I think those two were bringing the elements that the Washington Wizards lack to the D.C. area. That's how I feel about that. All right. So, look, we talked about the report. What I think it meant, uh, we talked about Scott Brooks, that I don't think he should return. It has nothing against him as a guy. I wish Scott Brooks the best of luck. Um, look, we don't know. He might be back. He might not. But if he's not back, I wish him the best of luck as a head coach and in his life and things like that. I just think they need a new voice. I think that voice should be Becky Hammond or Sam Cassell. That's just my opinion. Um, now let's move on to maybe let me give you guys my advice on some of the free agency targets I'm hearing about, just to start, I'm going to do a segment. I'm going to keep going week after week um, on segments about uh, what free agency targets the Washington Wizards should target. But there's one in particular I want to talk about first right now. The one guy I want to start with that the Washington Wizards should look into, see if they can somehow entice this player to come to D.C., to Get it done in the nation's capital. Not a big name, just a guy that I think will bring defense and shot making to the Washington Wizards is one Reggie Bullock from New York Knicks. Guys, I know it's not a fancy name. I know it's not popular. I know it's not sexy. But it is one player that I think the Washington Wizards could use and would make them better on both ends of the floor. 
Guys, Reggie Bullock in 2021 was definitely a force to be reckoned with uh, on the defensive end. He played outstanding defense throughout. Guys, he's only averaging 10 points a game, three rebounds, one and a half assists. But I'm telling you, at 6'6", with long arms and a good defender who can play versus both the two and the three, would be very good alongside Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and Rui Hachimura with Daniel Gafford standing behind them to protect the rim. He's long, he's lanky, he's very good on-ball defender, he's a smart defender, not to mention in 2021, on six and a half attempts per game, Reggie Bullock shot 41% from three. Guys, if they can pull off getting a 41% three-point shooter, who can play good defense? Those are the type of guys that will make Reggie make the Watson Wizards a better team on both ends of the floor. That's someone I think that they should look into. Six and a half attempts, forty-one percent. A good defender shot fifty-two percent from the field from two-point range with an effective field goal percentage of fifty-eight point seven percent. Not to mention, guys, from the free throw line, he shot ninety percent. He's eighty-four percent from the free throw line. For his career, he's a career 50% shooter from the two point line and a career 39% shooter from three. A 40% shooter who can play defense and make free throws at 6'6. That's who the Washington Wizards need. That is a guy that I want to talk about right away that will come in right away and make the Washington Wizards a better team. I know he's not sexy. But think about who it is that we have to work with now. Reggie Bullock would make us a whole lot better. That's the guy I think the Washington Wizards should go after as soon as free agency starts. See if he doesn't price himself outside of the Washington, D.C., Washington Wizards price range. He would be a great person to have on this roster alongside our two stars. Playing him with Daniel Gafford would be absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Um, so, guys, that's one guy that I want to talk to you guys about. I'm going to continue to do like a free agency podcast on um, throughout. Um, just name a couple of guys at a time. Today, I just did one because I already talked about Scott Brooks and all that stuff. Um, but you know what? Let's do another one because there's another person that I know isn't isn't a sexy name at all. But um, I would like to look into Frank Nilakina. Uh, because I think he also would be a good asset. Look, again, I know he doesn't play a lot of minutes. I know he's not. The difference between um, him and uh, Bullock is I, I I don't think Frank is quite as tall. He's 6'4". Uh, another New York Nick, by the way. Um, I really do think all, he's a great defender in space as well. Um, he can guard ones and twos. Um, he's a great defender. Frank Nilakina is he's a career 32% three-point shooter. Uh, well, 33 about. Um, but guys, in 2021 and 2020, 2021, Frank Nilakina shot 47% from three on one and a half attempts. So it's a very small sample size um, because he only played, I think, 33 games this season. Um, but that's another guy I'm thinking uh, if I had to choose, I'd choose Reggie Bullock. Uh, but I think Frank Nilakina is definitely someone that uh, that uh, they should look into. Um, he's around $5 million a year player, um, very affordable. Um, that's personally, Frank Nilakina, Reggie Bullock, those are people I would look at. Hell, I'd take both of them if I could. Um, 
just someone I think that they should look into. Uh, again, like my first name was Reggie Bullock. I think he'd be great, but I think Frank DeLaquina would be very, very good as well. I want to dish out a few uh, realistic targets. Um, I know I've talked about trading for Jeremy Grant. Um, not that I think that that's realistic. I think it's not. Um, but I'm just throwing out names. I know I said George Hill. So I want to give everyone a couple of free agency targets I thought we can actually get. I don't think we'll get Serge Ibaka. I kind of think he's fine and uh, with the Clippers. Um, he, he's kind of chilling out there. Um, I think he likes L.A., the big city. Um, I don't think he's interested in D.C. Um, so I didn't say I know people are on Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka. I just I don't see Serge Ibaka coming to D.C. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I think he's fine where he is. So I wanted to give you guys a couple of names right off the bat that I thought were realistic targets. That is Reggie Bullock and Frank uh, Nilakina, both uh, both New York Knicks. I uh, think that that could uh, I think that would make the immediately make the Washington Wizards better defensively. Not to mention uh, giving some spacing Reggie Bullock would because he, he could stroke it from three and Frank shot pretty well last season though on um, very low volume we'll see what that's like i know he's been working on his shot so he might be able to create that spacing as well not to mention frank's an elite defender just like bullock uh, and frank really does cut which will also be great uh, for the new offense that i think is going to be run with becky hammond <laughs> i'm speaking it into existence um so uh i'm excited about that um i'm excited for free agency i'm afraid inside it excited can't speak um, about the possible trade targets and things like that. But I think if you add those 3 and D players um, to the to the Washington Wizards, it makes it not such a bad thing to watch, If you, especially if you pair them um, in front of Daniel Gafford and Gafford's behind them. Um, then you can play those other players in between um, and kind of sub them in and out uh, to provide that defense alongside Bertons. So Bertons won't be so egregious. Guys, if you notice the minutes with Bertons with Gafford, they weren't as hard to watch because Gafford can clean up a lot because he's a rim protector. Um, that's something that he provides that Thomas Bryant really doesn't. So now all of a sudden, if you have a uh, Frank Nilekina out on the perimeter and a Daniel Gafford behind him, now playing Russ and Beal doesn't seem like such a glaring defensive disadvantage with Bertons out there um, constantly being put in pick and rolls because Frank Nilekina is going to fight over that screen and Daniel Gafford can clean up a lot. Now all of a sudden... Bertans isn't such a negative on the defensive end because of the three and three players he has around them. And the same goes for Bullock as well. And Bullock can definitely stroke the three. So those are a couple of names. I'm really excited. I already have about 10 free agency targets lined up that I'm going to talk about throughout uh, the offseason. I'm trying to do one pot a week. Maybe I'll do two if something emergency happens, like they sign a coach. Um, but for now, I'm trying to do one a week um, just to give myself enough to talk about on these podcasts for you guys. Uh, if I can do an extra one, I will. Anything crazy happens with the Watching Wizards, I'll definitely do an emergency podcast. But guys, I appreciate you guys, you guys listening. But right here is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public, CastBox, and much, much more. So if you want all of my podcasts, I plan to do at least one a week. If not more, please hit that subscribe button. Because when the season starts, I do a podcast after every single game. So hit that subscribe button. I really, really appreciate it. If you like videos and things like that, every now and then I'll also do a video. Uh, it's going to be hard doing the offseason because I usually did like tape and highlights. But I will come up with something. Please follow my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. During the season, I do defensive video breakdowns and things like that. So you should go check it out and hit that subscribe button. You guys, I appreciate you guys so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. And as always, until next time, peace.